Well, hello once again, everyone. Once again, everyone, welcome to Christ Central Church. And uh, again, greeting to those who are watching online. My name's Joe Crummy, and today we're going to be discussing another aspect of following Jesus, that something we don't always talk about, and that is play. So we're going to get to that in a moment. But just by way of background, and it's been so helpful in our worship time this morning, just some of the things that have been shared, the pictures and the sort of theme that's come through, and even the songs that we've been singing, that we realize that God's created us, He has a plan for our lives, and as the Bible says, and as we kind of probably sort of already know, and certainly in the world around us, we're lost. And God created His creation to honor and glorify Him. That's what we've been singing about this morning, and we realize that we've gone astray, and John just gave that picture of that rope coming down on this hand lifting us up, that God has sent His Son Jesus as our Savior. He saves us back to have a relationship with God, and we have an encounter with Jesus, and everything that we've been talking about over this whole series of formation, and I just want to go back through a couple of things just to, um, by way of review, and so We've been talking about as we encounter Jesus, as we become followers of Jesus, it's not just a one-off encounter that God saves us and then we kind of just go on with life. God saves us for a reason, that God's goal is for us to become more like His Son, Jesus. And we've seen that that's a whole process. And so we've been using this definition of, next slide, of, from Robert Mulholland, talking about in the series of formation, that spiritual formation, remember we had the Plato, our formation can be intentional or unintentional, and we want it to be intentional, that God molds and shapes us. And we've talked about this process of being formed in the image of Christ for the sake of others. And we've been looking at how God does that. And then we've been discussing this, that we've been developing this framework of life. And so there's another definition that using from um, Shigematsu in his book, and we've been looking at these intentional practices and patterns that we can develop in our life, that what do they do? They don't in and of themselves change us, but God working through and as we encounter God in those intentional practices and patterns, God begins to mold and to shape our lives. And what happens as a result of that? We become aware that Jesus is with us 24-7 in the whole of our lives, that we begin to develop the character of Jesus, the fruit of God's Spirit in our lives, and that God's life begins to flow from us to others in this hurting world. And so that's what we've been looking at, and we've been using this trellis as sort of an example of this framework, that the framework helps support and cultivate and grows our life in Christ. And then we've been looking at these different topics, and the last couple we've been talking about how we can flourish in our life. So we looked at money, and a couple of weeks ago, we looked at caring for our body, and we're going to continue in this series on today looking at the whole topic of play and recreation. Did you ever think you would hear a message on play in church? Well, this week, as I was walking, uh, I was walking down the road from here back to my house, and I went by Frederick and Christian Academy at noontime, and this is what I saw. It was a beautiful day, and out in the fields and at Henry Park were like dozens and dozens, if not hundreds, of kids out, and guess what they were doing? They were playing, and they were doing sports, and some were reading, and some were playing tag, and some were over the tennis courts, and I just walked by, and it was a beautiful sight. 
Guess what? Those kids had no cares in the world at that moment. There was laughter. There was joy. There was fun. There was friendship and community. And guess what I was doing? I was focused. I was, <clears throat> I kind of walked very fast, and I was like focused and determined, and I'll be honest, a little bit stressed and a hundred things in my brain and all these burdens and everything, and I'm walking by, and I'm just like, they've got it figured out. Here I was. I was rushed, serious, stressed, intense. And they were carefree and relaxed. And they were enjoying God's creation. They were enjoying friends. And I was missing out on enjoying a beautiful day. I was missing out on enjoying God as I walked. And so we have to realize that in our framework of life, it should include times of play and recreation. Now, that's not all of it, but it should include times. And sometimes we get so busy, and sometimes it goes like this. When I just get through this, then I'll... Have we done that one on everything in life? When I just get through this, then I'll pray a bit more, then I'll read God's Word, then I'll have some time to rest Renew. If I just get through this exam, if I just get through this paper, if I just get through this project, if I just get through this stage of life, and brrr, guess what? Life's over. <laughs> and so when I'm talking about play, just a brief definition, it's something that we do for its own sake, just to enjoy. And so I've got all my different illustrations here. So this one I really struggle with, but some people actually like doing board games in that. That stresses me out, especially if there's anything with a buzzer. If you're playing a game, that stresses me out. Don't invite me to play. You can enjoy that on your own. I'm much more into sports, and this is our Christ Central Church soft, official softball. Um, and you can read, you can paint, you can do crafts, you can music. Like, there's all, as many there are people, there's probably different things that you can do to enjoy. And what I want to do this morning, I just want to help us to frame that in our play, we can include God, that we can enjoy God. We read this in Ecclesiastes, and this is a whole, there's a time to play. In Ecclesiastes 3, 4, it says this, there's a time to weep, and folks, we've done messages on grieving, haven't we? We've done, so this is on a scale, this is life. There's a time to weep and a time to laugh. There's a time to mourn and a time to dance. That's just God's general sort of order of life. And so this morning, this doesn't replace grieving or weeping. No, we focused on that. This is in tandem. There's times of weeping and grieving. There's times of laughter and dancing. And then, folks, there's value in expressing our joy and enjoyment of God and one another. We just have to take a look at the life of Jesus, don't we? Jesus worked hard. I think we could all agree on that. He healed multitudes. He taught. He discipled. He confronted injustice. He prayed, sometimes all through the night. He fasted. He cast out demons. He traveled. He was, had compassion. He was on a mission. Jesus was focused. Jesus knew I was here. He confronted the devil. Like, Jesus was on mission. 
Jesus was busy, you could say. And yet, if you read in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we see this, Jesus enjoyed life. He enjoyed God. He enjoyed time with people. For example, you just think Jesus had three years to get everything done. You'd think, okay, we're not going to waste a moment. We're going to be intentional, and we're going to pack everything into those three years. And yet, we read this. Jesus, for example, chose to spend time celebrating at a wedding in Cana. Jesus ate and he drank, and dare I say, maybe even Jesus danced. He celebrated with joy. So much so that Jesus celebrated with zeal and joy that he was accused of being a glutton and a drunkard, even though he was certainly neither. I don't know if many of you have watched the series The Chosen on YouTube and on the app. A great series, just depicting the life of Jesus and here's the thing that impacted me the most. It wasn't so much about Jesus being serious. It wasn't so much Jesus being focused. It wasn't so much Jesus being, you know, serious about the work of God. Here's what impacted me the most. It almost maybe shocked me, but it was so refreshing. Jesus actually had a sense of humor. Jesus actually enjoyed and celebrated and relaxed. Jesus simply enjoyed life. He enjoyed God and loved being with people. We see it in Jesus when he's on mission. Again, you think, so focused. And yet Jesus, in the midst of mission and all the different things he was doing, he stopped and he let kids come and play with him and come to him. And I can see the disciples, if you read, it's kind of like, I, I picture the Disciples, a bit like the secret service, right? You know, like, hey, we got these bunch of kids here we got to get rid of. Jesus focused on a mission. We got to get, you know, the eagle has landed. We got to get to, and they're like saying to the kids, no, 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 you get it, you get it out of the way. No, we're, we're busy. We're focused. We're here. And what does Jesus say? No. He said, let the little ones come to me. And Jesus is saying, actually, you got to become like child, like childlike for some of the things about the kingdom of God. So this morning, what I'm just hoping to do, I just want us again to maybe expand our mindset that the whole of our lives are related to God. So yesterday, we had the wedding for Isaac and Hannah, and again, congratulations, labor family. Yeah, you can clap, you can cheer, it's good. Yay! So happy for Isaac and Hannah, and this coming Saturday, I have the privilege of marrying my nephew Caleb and his soon-to-be wife Ainsley, and in those wedding ceremonies, it's so important, and we do, and we honor it, like there's vows given before God, and we're making a commitment, and we love that, and that's honoring, and it's sacred, absolutely, but here's the thing, at the reception, guess what? God's just as much part of the reception as he was in the ceremony. And that there's laughing and dancing and rejoicing. God's in that as well. And I've given my Trivial Pursuit pie, if you can see that without them all falling over. This is my pie shape, and you've got six different pieces. And we've talked about this before, is that sometimes we can do this. We can go Sunday morning, maybe prayer meeting, maybe life group, maybe when I read my Bible. There, I've done my sort of spiritual part, and we put it in, and guess what? There's five other parts of your life 
that aren't touched by that one. And what are we saying? We're saying this. Jesus is in the whole of life. So when we've talked about money, we've talked about identity, we've talked about sexuality, we've talked about caring for our body. What are we, what are we trying to get at? Jesus is involved in the whole of our lives. We can't compartmentalize Jesus. We're seeking first his kingdom. We're saying Christ is central to our lives. It's not just one piece of it. He's involved in every aspect of our lives. So play is not something we separate from our walk with Jesus. Actually, we can include Jesus in his presence and enjoying God in our play. So what is play? So I said earlier, play is really just doing something for its own sake. We do it because we enjoy it, even if we're not really good at it. And as I said, there's all kinds of different variety, reading, painting, music, sports, you name it. It can be part of our play and recreation. So for myself, I still play hockey once a week. I'm trying to still play hockey once a week. I enjoy it. I'm not very good at it, especially as I get older. And one of the guys I play with, his name is Jason. And folks, like he's a superstar. Like he should be in the NHL. Like he is amazing. And the rest of us are all kind of like, like, and honestly, I'm just like, Jason, like, what are you doing playing like with? Uh, so I asked him one day, I said, Jason, like, dude, like, you must be playing like in a league, like you, like, you have to be like, this is just like, you know, you're stretching at noon hour sort of thing. Like, what league are you in? You must be, and he said this. It was really quite impacting. He said, Joe, I could play in all that. He said, but you know what? It's competitive. You get beat up. He says, it's no fun. He said, I love you guys. This is fun. And guess what he does? What, you know what his goal is? His goal is to make us look good. It's a tough goal. So Jason could score every time. You just get the puck to Jason, he could score. You know what he does? He tries to help us score, and we laugh, and he has fun. Do you see what I'm saying? He's doing it just for the sake of having fun and enjoyment. It's not a job. It's not a duty. It's not even competitive. No ulterior agenda. It's to have fun. Do you have anything in your life like that where you have just included some times of just having fun? Play renews and helps us enjoy God. Play renews our minds. Play refreshes our bodies. And there's all kinds of scientific studies that I could just argue from that that demonstrate the benefits of play on our physical and emotional health. When we play, our emotions actually get processed better. The right chemicals get released in our brain. That's how God made it. That's how God wired us actually helps boost our immune system. We can think more clearly. Why? Because that's how God's made us. We talked about that in caring for our body. God's made us interconnected. Our body affects our brain, which affects our spiritual walk with God, and vice versa. So no wonder if our bodies and our minds are renewed, our spirits will be lifted as well. Just think of the word recreation. We use that as a term for play. We are recreative. Recreation is recreated. God restores us. He renews us. He refreshes us. 
Now, here's one thing that I've observed, and my illustration with Jason takes it. Play can either lead us to God, or actually play can sometimes lead us away from God. So this is our little just warning. So all kinds of people, myself included, (laughs) we can become sometimes attached too much to play and recreation that we ignore God. So sometimes our play and our leisure and our recreation can become all-consuming, and sometimes it becomes an obsession. And what do we say when a good thing becomes an ultimate thing? It becomes an idol, and we don't want any idols. So whether it's sports, fitness, entertainment, reading, hunting, off-roading, video games, any form of play of recreation that can cause us to drift from God, we've got to take a time out, we've got to stop, and maybe we need to reassess reprioritize and make some changes. So can I encourage you to choose some forms of play and recreation that draw us to God and others and that connect us most fully to God. Play can help us become more aware of God and to enjoy God. So here's what I say about not wanting to compartmentalize your life. When you go fishing or you play golf or you go for a walk or you hike or you play music or you're into photography or painting or reading, Do you include and acknowledge God in that? Do you understand that becomes part of our worship to God? That we can include and acknowledge God. You can be walking on the beach and you can be worshiping God. Do you understand that? I love worshiping with all of you. This morning is incredible. And there's, we don't want to ever, you know, lose meeting together as a family of God. But folks, it's not just limited to here. I encourage you, folks, we have, if you're physically able, go to Odell Park this week and just walk through Odell and worship God. Say, God, thank you for your creation. Look at these trees, they're amazing. God, look at the birds of the air. You clothe them, it's amazing. And God, you say you'll take care of me. Look at the fresh air, the sunshine, look at the rain. Do you understand all of that? You can include God in that, whatever it might be. We can remember God's role in these gifts and God's generous creativity towards us in all those different aspects, whatever it might be. We see this too. Play bonds us together. Play can foster deep bonds with other people. We play together. We laugh. We sweat. We cheer. We bond even over, I know it's a miracle, even over board games, which is still kind of blows my mind. We had, a couple years ago, I led a leaders retreat with some of our leaders, and I made, I was strict, I made a rule for the first day. A guideline, how's that? No, actually, it really was a rule. Mm -hmm. I said this, these are the boundaries. Our first day that we were together, I said this, we can't talk about anything serious, stressful, or problematic. Do we have anything left to talk about? (laughs) So that was our rule. Now we'll get to that, but today we're going to have fun. We're going to play. We can talk about our family. We can talk about encouraging things. Well, We'll get to that tomorrow, but today, so this is what we did. We went for an incredible walk. We had great coffee together and we laughed. We had food. We went bowling together. We watched a movie together. We were thankful. And guess what that did on our second day? It made our second day more productive 
than if we just spent two days dealing with all the stress. We had another leaders meeting, I remember, in Wolfville a couple years ago, and it was a stressful weekend. Like, we're working, his folks, as you know, we work through tough things. It's difficult, and it's hard, and we don't ignore them, so please hear me. I'm saying this is part of dealing with all the different things. But we had a couple of weekends that were really stressful, and it was hard, like hard. And so one of the times on one of the weekends, on Saturday night, this is what we did. We said, we're calling a timeout in the midst of everything. And we gathered as uh, leaders, men and women, and this is what we did. We did a night of karaoke. <laughs> Best thing we did. We just said, we're, we're taking a timeout. Now, we're not ignoring the problems. We're working through them. But in the midst of working through them, we got to call a timeout and say, we were all stressed out. And like, we're just like, and you know what? To laugh. and to enjoy one another, and guess what? Some of the, I don't want to, maybe hatred's too strong a word, but some of the dislike amongst some of the team dissipated, because you know what? We had fun together. When we do our church weekends, we do a variety show. Guess what, folks? That's intentional. Because we just want to laugh. <laughs> when we do a men's and women's weekend, we build in times of play and recreation. And I remember one of the men's weekends, we had, we had a guest come from a different church, and we always kind of take one till three in the afternoon, and you can go for a walk, you can play football, you can have a nap, you can, and I remember this person saying to me, kind of chastising me, saying, we only have so much time together, you know, what a waste of time by not doing anything during that time. I just had to stop and explain, I said, no, actually, that is doing something. <laughs> We're creating space for some bonding and some, for some fun. That, that is doing something. That is spiritual. That's not a waste of time. It's actually really important. Folks, have you ever done this? Have you ever, when you're sometimes, you just find a clip on YouTube that makes you laugh just to get you laughing and all of a sudden you just feel better? Have you have some of those? My, mine is crispy bacon. Have you ever seen the crispy bacon one? Sometimes I just watch crispy bacon. I'll have to explain that to you later. So this reporter's talking about a pig that had gotten help with legs, and the name of the pig is Crisp, middle name P, last name Bacon. And the reporter just loses it, like hysterical, so I just watch it just to laugh at the reporter laughing at the thing, and it just does my heart good. And I remember sometimes I would show Brent Smith something just to get Brent laughing so that it would make me laugh, because Brent's got a great laugh. And so sometimes I would just feed Brent material just to get him laughing, just so I would laugh, and then we'd all feel better. Now, One time Don Smith, who helped our church over the years, and Don can be a bit crusty and a bit um, serious and a bit firm. And the first time he came to our church weekend, I was honestly, I was like, fearful would be the right word. <laughs> In our church weekend that we had set aside Saturday night for our variety show. And I was trying to figure out how to tell Don, 
because I thought he'd be saying, like, we should be worshiping, we should be praying, like, which it was, the rest of the weekend included all that. And so I finally got around and said, Don, you know, like, and I'm kind of like sheepishly just saying, you know, we took this time, I hope it's okay, I hope you're okay with this and everything. And we had a fun night. I mean, we always do at our variety show. And Don just turned to me at one point during it, and I thought, here it comes. I was ready for it. And Don just turned to me and said, Joe, we've forgotten how to have fun. And he said it. He said, we've forgotten how to have fun. And laughter and sometimes just doing those things together, it bonds us together. Folks, does our view of God include that God delights in our joy? Folks, we've got a wedding feast that's coming. If you read the end of the story. So please hear me. There are times to lament, absolutely. There's times to weep, absolutely. There's time to grieve. There's time for working through things, absolutely. I'm not, this is not just escapism and we never actually deal with real life. No, this is part of including in real life. And sometimes I struggle with this verse, and Gary shared it last week in the context from Zephaniah. It's God speaking to his people that he's redeemed, that he's chosen, that he's forgiven. But I just want us to think for a moment, what does this look like? The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. We've already heard that this morning. He is. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. So folks, we have a holy God. Holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. Absolutely. Face down, holiness. Absolutely. But also, we have a God who takes great delight. He will quiet us with his love. That was a lot of what Gary was talking about last week. He will rejoice over us with singing. So, just in closing, maybe you're just like, I don't have any time. Maybe your background was maybe growing up, maybe harsh, legalistic, a lot of don'ts. Maybe your worldview is more, we got to be productive, competitive, achievement, efficient, and maybe you've forgotten how to have some fun. Here are some things to consider. This kind of goes along with our message on rest, Sabbath, and this kind of goes with our message on taking care of our body. Folks, sometimes play, recreation, it's actually one of the most valuable gifts given to us. And actually, when we think that we can't do it or we don't have time to do it is actually when we need it the most. So sometimes even taking a few minutes for a nap or for a walk or to snap a few pics or do something that you like you know what it does? It actually increases our productivity. This is one of the questions we'll ask at the end. What did you do as a child that brought you joy and fun? And a lot of times it's very informal activities. And I remember Julia, who's helping lead our meeting this morning, she was sharing when she shared about rest, just about even as an adult, how she's kind of picked up art again, just as out of joy and just out of something and that she's kind of brought that back into her life and how it's brought good things with it. Again, it's doing something for the joy of doing it, but it's including God. A lot of things I'm talking about, you can golf, you can fish, and you can not, never bring God into it whatsoever. So two people can do the exact same things, and one is ignoring God, and one's glorifying 
God. It's including God in it. And sometimes, and I certainly found this, sometimes one of the biggest hindrances, especially when you get to become an adult, one of the downsides of becoming adult is sometimes we take ourselves way too seriously. And we get self-conscious. And sometimes we stop exercising, or we stop doing art, or we stop doing music because we know we're not very good at it. And none of us want to look incompetent or look stupid, and so we just don't do it. We give up. And so some of the things we'd actually like to do for play or recreation, we don't do because we're embarrassed, because we know we're not very good at it. Or we might lose credibility or just look foolish. Well, several years ago, Angela and I were invited to speak at Milton Bible Church in Ontario, and that's where Mark and Debbie were for a season. And so we were invited to go, and we knew the leaders a little bit, we, kinda, we didn't really know the church, and so we went for a church weekend, kind of like ours, like from a Friday to a Sunday afternoon, and I was the speaker, and I've hardly been a guest speaker at anything, so I was feeling a little bit nervous, and to be honest, I thought I had to look a certain way and act a certain way, because I'm the speaker, so you kind of feel like you got to look dignified, and you got to be like, you know, confident, and all these different things are the head games you play. I'm not saying they put that on me, I'm saying that was in my head. And so on Saturday, one of the things they did was they did boat races out in the lake. And so I thought, as a good speaker, I will just oversee and observe, and I will be dignified, and I will be like, kind of like the queen, kind of just giving my, you know, applause and overseeing it. And then I got asked to join a team, and I was like, I had a decision to make, because I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing, and I'm going to look foolish, and this is way out of my comfort zone. And lo and behold, in my group, I was the smallest person in my group, so guess who had to get in the boat and race <laughs> on the lake? So here I am with all a bunch of people I've never met before, and I'm the guest speaker, and I looked absolutely foolish. And it got even worse, or better, depending upon how you look at it. That night was the variety show. And so I had a decision to make. Do I do something in the variety show? And then I thought, the only thing I can do in a variety show is I just lip sync something from the 80s. That's the only, that's my, I'm a one trick pony. Like, that's all I have. And I'm thinking, guest speaker, speaking from God's word, Saturday night, lip syncing from 80 songs. Hmm. And Angela's like, absolutely always yes. <laughs> but she could be setting me up, so I'm like, I gotta really weigh and discern. And I had the choice to make. But here's the point. I'm like, do I go for it? And I will look foolish, like, because I'm not saying I do a good job lip syncing, it's bad. You guys have seen me do it. But I thought, I'm just gonna do it. And I didn't tell anyone I was doing it. I'm just gonna enter at the end. And I'm like, this is either gonna, they're gonna send me home Saturday night, we won't even get to the message on Sunday. And I'm like, am I gonna offend them? So I did it. And this week was the seven year anniversary, so on my Facebook memories came up the photos from that church weekend. And it was so interesting to go back through the comments that people, because again, you gotta remember, most of the people at that 
weekend I'd never met before. We had a great weekend together. But it's so interesting, on the Facebook comments, looking at the Facebook memory seven years later, almost all the comments were this. Thank you for allowing us and teaching us how to have fun again. It felt so good to laugh again. We forgot as a church how to be, how to have fun. Like, those were all... Now, I hope I preach, I know I preached God's word. But almost, folks, there was nothing, almost anything but what I taught. It was the example of we can have fun, and we can laugh at ourselves. We've taken God seriously, but we can laugh at ourselves. And it was a bonding time. And guess what I realized? Being a bit foolish and just putting ourselves, it actually built bridges and connections and relationships. So folks, in a couple weeks' time, June 18th, 2 to 5 p.m. at Green Hill Lake Camp, you can say, why are we doing a week, why are we doing an afternoon together? Because we are purposely want to have fun together as a church family. We want to play together. We want to recreate together. That's the purpose. So thankfully, I'm so glad we have about 80, I think, as of before this morning, already sign up. The reason why we're asking you to sign up is Green Hill is staffing the different activities, and they just need to know how many people are coming. So if you can come for those few hours, a week from Saturday, we'd love to have you there. So folks, just in closing, play. It's enjoying God and others. It's finding fun and joy and delight in doing something for the sake of doing it. And folks, we can keep it simple. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be fancy or obsessive that it dominates our lives and actually takes us away from God. It includes God in it. That can be a walk. It can be reading, painting, playing, singing, dancing. But folks, our play can become a form of worship, of enjoying God and each other. So this is great homework this week. This is great homework. This is my command and exhortation to you. Have some fun this week. Include some play. Go for a walk. Paint. Sing a song. Read a book. Do something that you enjoy, but include God in it. And maybe you can include some others. That we can allow ourselves to experience God's pleasure and delight in His creation, His community, and God's creativity, individually, together as families, and as a church. So here are the questions I'll send out briefly, and then the worship team's gonna, they can come now if they want, and we'll celebrate together. These are just some things to think about this week. As a child, what was your favorite way to play? Why is play an important part of a healthy spirituality? Where do we see evidence that Jesus played or recreated in the Gospels? Have you ever sensed God's delight in you as you played? What are some ways you can include God in your play? We define play as something we do for its own sake. What is something you enjoy doing for its own sake? So those are some things you can look at this week in your life groups. All right, if you're able, why don't we stand? I just want to pray. Then we're going to sing a closing song that's really a joyful song, just talking about how God is in everything. So Father in heaven, I want to thank you today. I thank you for every person here, those watching online. God, I thank you that you are forming us and shaping us and molding us to be like your son Jesus. And we thank you that includes times of joy and laughter 
God, that we get to enjoy you in the whole of our lives. So God, would you help us in that, Lord? As simple as it might seem, God, would you bring joy to our church as we enjoy you and one another, and may that spill out and bring life to those around us, we pray in Jesus' name and for his glory. Amen.